This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand brands and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influencers. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of Morning, Doc. How's it going this morning? Hey, Gordon. All right. How are you? I'm, I'm really well. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to another in the series of Rising Stars because that's really crucial. I think it's something you've been really good in identifying that we've got to get young people and a new kind of take on the industry. So I'm really exciting, uh, excited about this morning's guest. Yep. Yeah, it is great, Gordon. And I think, you know, the nice thing about, you know, the rising stars that we're interviewing and today is no exception and we'll introduce Lisa in a second, is for other people out there, youngsters, to also listen and put up the hand, you know, for this year, for next year, you know, because, and it's not just about competition entries. We can't live our lives just by that, and we're not. But we're saying, hold on, if you're a marketer, a media person, strategist, a creative, whatever you are, and you happen to be a youngster, well, why don't you listen in, be part of the conversation. We always say that, Gordon, send in your questions, send in to us guests you'd like to see, you know, we people whom we don't know, perhaps. And that's nice that you get new ideas, new talent. And we, through the, the last two years, Gordon, have had some fantastic guests on, you know. Absolutely, um, yeah. no, absolutely, and I mean, you know, talking about young talent. Of course, uh, we recently had uh, Jeremy Mags on talking about his new book. <laughs> Sorry, and, I shouldn't uh, be laughing. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, Jeremy listens to this show, so you're probably in trouble now. But it just occurred to me, you know, with his "Who Wants to uh, to Be a Millionaire?" I was thinking about an ANC show along the same sort of lines who wants to be a tzotzi but the only difference is you can just find as many of your friends as you want you know repeatedly on somebody else's call time so jeremy just think about that you were looking for a new show who wants to be a tzotzi brought to you by the anc but every week gordon i say it now every week we come with 
questions that you and I agree more or less this is the theme we're going to go down and every week you trip me up with some question or another or some comment that you know we hadn't really planned for so today it was uh, yeah no, okay all right all right now, okay so <laughs> moving on okay. on to today's topic Gordon yeah as I say you know part of the recent uh, marketing achievement awards there was a category under 35 top marketers in the country Lisa Mains shared from NetBank welcome thanks very much for joining us Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here um, to yeah, wrap up the Marketing Achievement Awards. Uh, being part of the Rising Star finalist was a really exciting time for me in 2021. And yeah, it kicked the year off to a really good start for me. Thanks. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And again, you know, well done. As I say, you know, it's a, uh, I guess, Gordon, the nature of any competition is it's competitive and you've got people who have competitive juices and all the rest of it. And I mean, some of those entries, and I chaired this particular category, I mean, there were some top notch top-notch work you know and Nedbank and we'll touch on it you know they had a nice run in the in the whole competition but I mean I think before we get into that Lisa just before we get into your your current work that you're doing uh let's look a little bit back your career started at Aqua in 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 uh, digital uh and then you worked on one of your clients who you're working with then you went to the client side Coca-Cola big multinational and you did some international work so let's just take us through that journey if you don't mind a bit of a look back and then we can look forward into into where you are at the moment. Uh, yeah, so I started off my career in digital and advertising at Aqua Agency under Brent Scheim. Um, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a really awesome uh, leader, and I think he built probably one of the best agencies back in the day. Um, so really lucky to have worked at Aqua. Um, worked on the Coca-Cola account from day one as I arrived as a brand new uh, social media community manager, first day on the job, got put with Powerade, didn't know what I was doing, but it was really exciting, cool to work on such an awesome brand and get to know some of the people at Coke. Carried on my social media journey as um, social media manager, social media brand manager, and eventually was asked to move over to Coke South Africa to start their consumer interaction center. So it was kind of like their social media consumer touchpoint center that managed all of the social media work that went out, as well as all social media engagement, community crisis um, and all tactical content. So that was quite a large team of about 12 to start with, managing all brands. Um, and then just before leaving, I managed to craft the center into moving into Africa and then servicing the whole of South and East Africa. Um, it was quite an exciting time working on those brands. I've worked across every single Share Coke campaign that's landed in South Africa. So that's quite a mm quite a nice um, reference point, uh, a lot of knowledge and learning is coming from that. Um, and of course, the big wins that, you know, we used to call it only Coke can do projects, um, the budgets and the time, the people that you have when working for a company like that is just amazing and something that's, you know, I'll never take for granted and definitely something that I can use in my career going forward. Um, yeah, so a lot, a lot of highlights, but it was eventually time to move on. Um, and when the opportunity came to work at Nedbank, it was it was a no-brainer for me to take it. Um, learning a new industry, something completely different, kind of detoxing the Kool-Aid of Coca-Cola and moving on um, to financial services and, and, and home loans and credit cards. It was just quite scary and took a while to start detoxing the yeah, Kool-Aid, yeah. but eventually I got there. Um, and yeah, it's been a stellar run so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah just come at you. What intrigues me about what you've said there is you're talking about the Coke sharer share a Coke thing. I mean, if, you know, as a concept for me, I can go back in my own mind to, you know, the 60s, literally, with I'd like to buy the world of Coke. And it, it's really fascinating that you talk like that, because 
there's an example somehow in our minds or in my mind perhaps in incorrectly i've got to think of social media and digital mm. as kind of a short-term tactical thing but it's really interesting that you can go all the way back to that kind of pedigree yeah. and you're using the technology to amplify the long game it's not it's not it's not an either or and i yeah. think it's really nice that uh, you dip back into that space but yeah yeah it is and i think you know gordon we've spoken before and i think it was in jeremy show uh, the other week that we um we spoke about the use of technology as an enhancer and not as a either or, yeah. or not necessarily that makes things better or worse. It's how you use the tool of the day. You know, in the tool of the day at that time was a song that became, you know, a big hit. Mm. It became a, a jingle. Yep. It became a whole yeah. lot of stuff around Coke in its era. You know, if I look at, mm. you know, people who celebrate Christmas, if you look at, at the Father Christmas icon on the Coke truck, it's become symbolic of that time of the year to share a Coke as an example. And I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of examples, but I mean, yeah, Lisa, just, I mean, I wrote down, only Coke can do. That's a fantastic slogan. And, mm. and it's great for you as a, as a young person to have experienced that mm -hmm. bandwidth of time and money. Because, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. and I've often said, um, you know, sometimes with big money, you can do big things. You can also stuff it up, you know. And sometimes people get a bit sloppy because, you know, you've got so much money, we'll just fix up the error. So it's great that, you know, from what I'm listening to, you used, you know, those that time and those skills and grew it with a nice, healthy budget. Let's just talk a little bit before we get on to the current stuff. Um, World Cup, Russia, you were saying you, uh, I was reading in your bio, in your preamble, uh, you did some work with Atlanta, head office of Coca-Cola for, for the World Cup in, across the territory. Yeah, that was a really exciting time for us. Um, so as the CIC operations manager at that time, we were in charge of, you know, crafting all of the real-time content that went out from the Coke accounts for, for Coke Africa during every match, pre-match, during match. You know, we really needed to, they called them the, you know, capture the moments of consumption. So be it at home or um, out at a bar or at a bra, you know, we, were, we didn't host any games here, so we didn't have in-stadium or on-site consumption, but you know, what are the moments that are cup worthy for drinkable, for drinkable moments, sorry, you know, that we could like amplify. So we had to create a lot of real-time content during each and every match. So we worked very closely with the Atlanta um, team mm. who we created kind of like a, a huge library that spanned every team, um, their flags, their, um, their nails, for example, mm. painted with mm. country flags. Um, and our teams were then tasked across um, our team, our CIC in Joburg and the CIC in Atlanta to create that library and to kind of craft content with copy and creative that could then be seeded across to other CICs globally as the matches were happening in real time. Mm. We then had quite a few real time events um, before the games, the, the bigger semifinals and the quarterfinals that we hosted at like fan parks that mm. co-crafted and created. Mm. And in those moments we had the Atlanta team with us here on site creating content for their trophy tour. So they had a team that followed the trophy across um, each of the countries that it visited. And this was quite cool. It was like in a, they had a massive like wrapped jumbo jet that just the trophy flew in with some of the team and it went to like every country and we would meet the, in South Africa, in, in South Africa, in Joburg and in Cape Town we met the plane and it was like mm. celebrities like Casper Nuvest, um mm. Shoma Jersey um, and whatever, creating like a big like show around it and then creating like live streams and content around those experiences for the fans at home and for them to come and join us in the fan parks to obviously drive trial or product as well as interact with the brand. Yeah. 
Yeah, from a media perspective, again, what I'm enjoying hearing there is, is the complete vertical integration. Mm -hmm. And it concerns me that so much of our uh, industry is set up in silos still. So there's digital agency, mm. there's a media buying agency, there's a strategy agency. And it makes it, to my mind, very difficult to integrate mm. to the level of detail uh, right from concept, you know, sharing a Coke down to the color of your fingernails. I just I find it very difficult to imagine how having grown up in, a, in an advertising agency myself, how you would put that all together. But I guess that's part of your magic uh, at Nedbank now. You've got a massively multifaceted kind of project there, and, and that's, I guess, what you've got to do. You've got to get everybody yeah. in their silos somehow yeah. aligned. So I'd love to hear about mm -hmm. how that works, and I'd love to hear about the journey going from a FMCG, the ultimate FMCG mm -hmm. brand, into a, a massive corporate giant like Nedbank. It, that must have been mm -hmm. quite a, a mind shift for you. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, like I said earlier, it was uh, a friend of mine, Justine, um, who is the GM at Nando's, also coming from Coke. Just, you know, she gave me the advice of, you need to detox the Coke Kool-Aid. Yeah, She's yeah. like, it's going to take time, it's, yeah. but eventually, you know, when it's done, it's done and you'll realize. Um, yeah. And it did take time. And um, I think as that slowly but surely happened, you kind of start opening yourself up to learning more and um, gaining and taking on better experiences in the in the new role that you've been given. Um, so very exciting to to end to end the detox um, mm -hmm. and kind of fully lean into new opportunities and take them and run with them and move forward in areas that, you know, my knowledge was very little to I think mm -hmm. a year later, nearly two years later is quite vast. Yeah, and I mean, just talking about that for a second. I mean, let's just let's just talk about your current role. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get onto the award now and, and reference uh, Money Secrets and, and and some of the other accolades that went to to uh, to Nedbank uh, at at uh, on this this year's awards. Just let's talk about what is your current role. What are you currently doing at Nedbank, mm -hmm. uh, and then some of the learnings and highlights that you've taken out of that journey so far. Sure. So when I started at Nedbank, um, I moved across as the social media manager within the social team. Um, and shortly after that, moved across into digital marketing manager, working mostly across, across the retail banking side, as well as managing all brand and sponsor, sponsorship projects. So within the brand and sponsorship projects, I have landed myself as project lead of our financial literacy, financial wellness, financial education program. Um, exciting. It's launching next week. Uh, so hope I can share that with, with you guys um, next week once it's live to South Africa. But it's a, it's a very exciting project that kind of started off as a financial literacy project slash initiative. Um, as we've gone down our journey, we've learned quite a lot. We started with quite an intensive research phase into what exactly South African, South African consumers require when it comes to their financial, financial content needs, um, especially around education and literacy. Um, so this has evolved into quite a unique and bespoke offering from Nedbank to the South African populace, um, not just Nedbank clients, any South African in general, that we're hoping will assist South Africans in changing their learning, um, uh, their learning behaviors when it comes to learning about money management, and just in general their, their behavior with, with money, their relationship with money, and learning through conversation with us as the financial experts. Um, and leading them down the path that money well managed can really make a difference in the lives of individuals, families, and businesses. 
Yeah, I, I remember when we chatted to uh, your colleague, uh, Kensani in the run-up, we talked about part of the financial wellness thing. There was a test, which I did, yes. what kind of money person you were. Yes, archetype which was. Your archetype, and I did it, and yeah. I was staggered at how mm-hmm. accurate it was. I really, uh, it, was, it was really intriguing. So it, it was in, interesting for me to seeing banks innovating, mm-hmm. Uh, in the gamification space, because that's you know is yes. one of the attractions. I think in media, you've got to get that engagement. I think, and also customizable. Yeah. Um, mm. You know that the more relatable and the more resonance resonance it has, I think the more willingness the consumers to take it on to actually change, mm. um, and mm. to make that behavioural ch- like mm. change in their mind and a concerted effort going forward, as well as you know kind of gaining extra trust um, with the brand. Mm. Um, being Nedbank that provided you with that quiz or that knowledge that that you know you might not have had yes. that you then got so you took our, cool, our yeah. quiz. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know just referencing you know part of our chat we uh, we chatted with Kensani Nabanda a few weeks back about money secrets and then I also spoke with Pepe Marie uh, separately mm-hmm. not on the pod not on this particular podcast uh, Gordon but I mean you know Pepe from Joe Public who produced yep. the work you know yep. in terms of of those case studies mm. and uh, the real relevance of that that you could see yourself in it and I think again you know we've made the point before and not only uh, now with with NetBank but about banks and the responsibility you know. And uh, yep. of of teaching people about money. I mean, some of those stats that uh, that came through were scary. I mean, you know that yeah. that you know two thirds of of South Africa's population live beyond their means, uh, and it's not necessarily. It could have been exaggerated by COVID and accelerating, mm. but not only. And then you know what I didn't know is a third of the people had fallen prey to a pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? Uh, which is which is sad and crazy, mm. Gordon. Uh, you know, and in terms of of that mm. long term. Unfortunate legacy of, of, of perpetual poverty or, or mm. trouble, you know. So well done to you. Uh, and, and that's great. You know, we look forward to looking at that program. Um, and again, hats off to, to Nedbank for also, you know, not just yourself being a finalist for the under 35, but Kinsani, finalist for market of the year. And then Nedbank winning the category for South African residence marketing uh, with that program of money secrets really resonating with South Africans because I think it's a fantastic yeah. initiative. So, so yeah. well done on that. Yeah, and, and I think it's an important thing, you know, for me, knowledge. I, I've just been working my way this week through the Edelman Trust Report, which is really well worth uh, a listen. I think we're going to hopefully cover that in a week or two. Um, it's just a global study of, of trust. Uh, and they juxtapose, generally speaking, trust uh, government versus versus the companies you work for. And, you know, gaining trust, you can see it in the metric, gaining trust, the, the trust of people who are informed, is a much easier task uh, yeah. than you know, people who are not well informed. And this is where governments, I think, to a large degree in this report anyway, fall short, is they, they do not inform people. They think they have a vested interest in, peepee, in keeping people ill-informed, but in actual fact, it's the inverse. So yeah. I would guess if you're building trust, um, you're building it off a, off a, off a knowledge mm-hmm. base is, is a brilliant insight into the way things have to be done. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. And I think it's also a good um, vision or view of, of, of looking forward in terms of marketing. You know, I think a lot of people market for the now and... Um, look at data which has happened in the past mm. um, it's not really always going to be the future so you need to set the tone of of what of our positioning for the future for a long time to come and I think for, for us 
something that is important is the, the knowledge and education that we want to share through, through money secrets and changing behaviors and having conversations about money mm. with the South African populace to, to build trust and to build kind of a relationship that, you know, we're on the road with you to help you as a bank and not just as, um, you know, someone who's pushing products yeah. and, yeah. and trying to, you know, fall under, um, you know, death by black Twitter, maybe by just, you know, serving, serving product. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a, it's it's almost a generational responsibility. And if I look at banking, and I look at the bank, mm-hmm. the influence of, say, your parents' bank or what you know as a household, how does that affect you? You know, as a young mm-hmm. person coming through, getting your first bank account, getting perhaps a mm-hmm. student loan, getting getting into business of some description. So the absolute responsibility that you have as a bank, as as a major bank, is far broader, as you say, than the year and now. You don't almost know. You almost can't measure the generational responsibility and how far that ripple goes across the pond, good or bad, mm, by giving good or bad advice, mm. you know, because the average person probably doesn't really understand how money mm. works. It's just a complicated subject, yeah. you know. And I mean, we've spoken before about, you know, uh, a simpler language, iconography, uh, gamification, you know, things mm. to make money more understandable that I can yes. relate to it and that I can understand. You know mm. what I mean? It's, you, you, you talk to bankers, you know, I talk about compound interest and so the, the average person, the, he does a, he, I don't know this stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Agreed. I just want to make sure, you know, that I have some money left at the end of the month in, in my account and that it doesn't go negative. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, you know, uh, um, it's scary how many yeah, people yeah. it does go negative and it goes negative quite quickly. Uh, and yeah, it stays and negative. I think that's what we've all learned in the last year is just how much was being wasted uh, through uh, frivolous kind of activities which have to be these days managed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lisa, looking forward now, I mean, we, t- we Gordon, you mentioned trust, and it's, I mean, we've covered that topic or touched on trust mm. as a fundamental through many shows you know it comes up sometimes not planned but i mean it's so important i mean you spoke a while back about product trust and and so on but i mean looking at other attributes i mean what else besides trust would you what bit of advice would you give to people saying listen as a a young marketer and as a marketer for today and tomorrow what are some of the attributes and characteristics that you need to embody to Mm -hmm. be a great marketer so i think one of the uh thing other opportunities and areas that i love within the the nedbank marketing team especially working under Kenzie, is the, the, the emphasis placed on purpose-led marketing. I think there's a big, you know, there's been a big thing around storytelling as of late for marketing, but yes. I think it kind of needs to start changes to, changing to story doing. Let's, you know, as brands, we need to show more of what we're doing and actually show it and not just tell the beautifully crafted story by our agency that we hope to, you know, win an award with um, that doesn't actually, at the end of the day, give us something tangible that's making a difference. So for me, it's definitely looking to keep that as your North Star um, and to keep the marketing fraternities that you work with in that direction that, you know, we need to be doing something, we need to have a purpose and be solving um, our insights and, you know, under an umbrella that's, that is user-centric, audience-centric and not just... Um, you know, driving for what the business needs. Yeah, they, I mean, those are two themes uh, that have emerged out of all the studies of, of the lockdown kind of 18-month mm-hmm. spell, the purpose and, and and your use of North Star as well, you know, in terms of focusing on outcomes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for me, the purpose must be centered in the user, yes, not in, in yourself because that is something which was really clear, particularly from the World uh, Advertising Research Council walk studies that the, the void between talking about yourself and your purpose mm-hmm. in life as opposed to talking about me and my purpose in life 
yes. and how the two of them gel is it has caused more problems than anything else. Um, just one thing which intrigues me because my lens is the media lens, you know, Doc works in the bigger marketing space. I had the pleasure of doing some work with Nedbank um, in the past couple of years, and I was really intrigued by the structure within the media department or the media function, should we yes. say. Are you still using that SOE model to structure uh, departments? Or, or, sorry, POE uh, model, paid, owned, earned model, because there was a point where it was mm -hmm. written into your structures, which I thought was pretty innovative at the time. Is that still the case? So I don't work within the group media team uh, okay. very closely, so I don't want to speak on okay, behalf no, no, of the, uh, the media team, Tatiana and Lovu. Um, but as far as um, I'm aware, we do still work in the paid, earned, owned and syndicated. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think you know that that that's intriguing. You know, you know I've referenced Seth Godin's Meatball yeah. Sunday that you have to integrate everything mm -hmm. into it, otherwise, being an add-on um, makes no sense. But I thought that was a really interesting way using the pay-to-earn model to yes. structure the function, mm -hmm. not just you know to talk about it on a media schedule was incredibly innovative. Yes, for sure. Um, I think that is. I mean, with um, our launching of our financial wellness initiative that's mm. happening next week, it's definitely something that an integrated view that we've taken for yeah. for our launch um working across all aspects of our owned vehicles that mm. we already have within the bank um our owned media so we're how we're working our media schedules and our mm. media budgets um you know through to our so organic social and pr so mm. you know creating that ecosystem environment um off of that model um mm. is yeah is the way yeah. that i think we we're, we're launching this project and many of our other brand campaigns and retail campaigns that we are currently We're looking on. forward to hearing about that but it, you know gordon it's you know sometimes when chatting about these things they almost sound obvious you know because as a consumer you know i don't sit down and i don't think any consumer does and looks at says oh i see that's an earned piece of work versus an, mm. an owned piece of work and that's been crafted differently and you know what i mean i like consistently whether you know it's a consistency across everything there's a message that mm. comes out from an advertiser you know even uh, i guess as a marketer you know to certain different things even old school things like a different pantone color mm. as an example you know a brand uh changes a br their, their brand logo their payoff line but they don't change it in all the places you mm. know at every touch point so let's look at a mm -hmm. bank for instance so if i go to an atm I, it doesn't phase me anyway i just it's just mildly irritating but then i look and i amuse and i say to myself you see this is sloppy marketing because they haven't done an audit because mm -hmm. they should have changed the brand across mm -hmm. every touch point and not just the easy one which is the digital mm -hmm. download over the air i'm talking about the physical stickers yeah. so absolutely so you know wh whatever you talk about i i look and I, and I guess people do holistically no brand to me is that special that i'm going to say oh i understand that mm -hmm. that's i'm saying hey listen it's either great or or in many cases it's probably intrusive yeah you know, as advertising, eating into my time, getting in the way. I'm, I'm trying to do something. So it's got to be appealing. And I guess, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, 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 and that that wheel is turning all the time. So what we used to call paid media five, six years ago mm -hmm. has shifted. I mean, did, you know, Facebook and Google is now the biggest paid media platform of the lot. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how you kind of picking up that, that spiral and looking at digital now as a paid platform as well yes. as an earned platform. It's going to be a difficult one to to navigate going forward. But, but it's still for me what I liked was the thought that you weren't talking about 
that dynamic on a schedule, it was actually integrated into the business, which I thought was a very strong point of point of difference. Yeah, and you know, just I mean, the earlier point of of, of a co-campaign, you know, when they, it's so big and there's so many moving parts, it's sometimes difficult to pull it all together because you know, kid yourself not, you've got agendas, you've got budgets yep. in the room, mm-hmm. you've got egos in the room, and you've got different companies represented in the room. You know, you've got someone wanting to maximize the above the line, and someone wanted to do an activation, yes. and someone yes. wanted to do PR, yes. and somebody, and even and and, and as the yeah, absolutely, you know, and it's. And it's noise, you know what I mean? And and so I guess the skill as a brand custodian and as a marketer is you need to be able to pull that together, understand what each person can bring, know how much of that you need in your thing. And orchestrate it. It's much like, you know, the person with the baton at the at the at the the orchestra. You need to stand up and know when to play which section because otherwise, you know, you it can get totally and I've also seen sometimes skilled Ad execs override immature marketers. You know, I mean? you can bully yeah. a you can bully a junior marketer. You know, easily with uh, y- y- because you know you're the skilled person, specifically for the top uh, creator of the top client service person. So I've also seen that, and it's and it's incumbent on the brand to say, listen, this is our brand purpose, but you need a north star. You know, sometimes yeah. it's a little yes. bit wonky, and you're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. And then you know, whatever whatever the shiny object is, yeah. that's also cool yeah. to go with. You know? Yeah, and I, and I think we as uh, speaking. As a younger marketer myself, <laughs> need to defend ourselves. <laughs> but you know, you need to be able to motivate your point of view. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've been bullied by some of the best creative minds, and I've never come away from one of those bullying sessions without having learned something really important. So, Robin Putter, you know, was brilliant. I mean, the, 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 his ability to extract the kernel of relevance in any creative campaign um, was outstanding but he would always listen but Mm. if you went in underprepared as long as you could motivate your point of view he would listen and i think that's the key thing we must not shy away from from being inverted commas bullet we need to learn to motivate our point of view and Mm -hmm. suddenly that's going to give you the hearing which you might not otherwise have got but just you know as we move towards wrap up i mean you know, one good thing that one you would recommend to young marketers, something you would suggest they avoid. I mean, you've made a marvelous transition from FMCG to banking. So you're in a good position to mm-hmm. talk to what was good, what was bad. So I think my advice would be to, to put your hand up and lean into any project that's being offered to you. Um, one of my biggest learning curves within the bank has been working on different what they call squads um, and teams that are working on everything from digital to transformation of certain products within retail to launching um, our online transactional store, Avo, our super app. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that I had no idea where to start, um, never having worked within an agile squad uh, to a few years, to a year or or two later now, being able to facilitate my own project now for financial wellness in an agile manner as as the scrum master, Um, you know, so not shying away from from saying I don't know everything, mm. but I'm willing to to participate and learn um, and and get stuck in, mm. even if it's the the note taker, the manager of the planner or of the the scrum board. But mm. but I'm happy yeah. to to assist. Yeah. Um, and I think I've learned a lot through the various teams and other senior marketers just by yeah. by being kind of a a fly on the digital teams meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is great, and I think you know it's. It's good advice uh, that you you must put in the hours and do the work, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you made the point: no matter what role you're playing, as long as you can get into that room, yeah, you know, exactly. get, get put yeah. your hand up, get into the room. 
Yeah. And we'll then be less time. superstitious as to where you're sitting and what you need to do. Mm. You know, as you said, maybe the note taking, maybe it's not. And sometimes by saying nothing is better than, than, than making a stupid comment, but at least learn from that. And the next mm-hmm. time, you know, you grow. And I, so I think that's a wonderful thing, being that sponge uh, to be able to absorb information as a young person. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. I don't know, you know, maybe it's through tenure at a place or, or age, you get to a stage where you're almost too scared to ask that so-called stupid question because yep. people say, but hey, you've been here five years, surely you exactly. should know. And yeah. so I think the advice is to use your time while you still can. Exactly. You know? uh, and, and so the youth mind. isn't wasted on the young, you know. Yeah, you know, look, I mean, I, I've always said ask the questions, you know, even if it looks the same as last year, ask the questions. And if we end up doing this year exactly what we did last year, we're doing it now because we've interrogated the process and we've found it's still valid. We're not just mm-hmm. doing it because that's what we do. So mm-hmm. for me, there's always a value in, in the questions. Doc, I'm going to just pick up on one thing and I'm going to throw you a challenge here on the lean-in because no. I took you off sides Someone with the… Uh, please, man. He, we, he was we, completely we. thrown about… Uh, <laughs> International Star Wars Day and accuse me of not giving him enough (laughs) preparation. So I'm telling you in advance, September the 19th, okay, is International Talk Like a Pirate Day and I want you to lean into that. eh? I'm expecting lots of, me hearty, uh, welcome to the Duck and Guru podcast, me matey. That's the September the 19th. Gordon, what's in your water? Is that, it it could be vodka, it's cleared. I'm checking out now. I'm going to leave the doctor wrap up. Lisa, it's been brilliant talking to you. Congratulations and uh, look forward to you chatting to you a month or two down the line when the project's in gear. Yes, awesome. Thanks for having me and yeah, I'll see you then. Yeah, yeah, thanks Lisa. Thanks. Uh, Just one last thing. How do people get hold of you if they want to reach out to you on social platforms and and chat with you? Uh, So they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. So it's Lisa Mainshed. The only Lisa Mainshed out there. (laughs) The perks of having a unique surname. And then um, I'm on Twitter at I underscore like underscore Lisa. Okay, great. And again, you know, that's um, like, you know, Gordon and I always say is, uh, you know, be part of it. You know, these and even if you don't want to chat with us, that's also okay. But chat with our guests, you know, reach out to them. They're all on social platforms. They've got something to tell you, a story to share. You don't know. And and I guess one of the things is you've got to go out to trying to join dots all your life. You've got to look for dots and, and connect them. And, and you don't know, you know, who knows who and, and so on. So, so Lisa, thank you very much. Again, well done. Fantastic accolade being one of the top uh, rising stars, top marketers. And obviously, big up to to Nedbank for doing really well, Gordon. Uh, thanks for your time Arr, again. As me well. honey, <laughs> splice the main brace. <laughs> got to, we have to find the off button here, <laughs> Lisa. Thanks Thank very you. much, Gordon. To our listeners, we'll catch you next week. Cheers for now. And so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. 
In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.